So because of my personality type, I know that if I get too emotional or mm -hmm. I don't look at this as a opportunity, because mm -hmm. once I start turning problems into opportunities, I have a different perspective towards mm -hmm. things. And it's just it just makes more sense to look at it that way. Yeah. With that mindset. And by God's grace, I just was around the right people to give me that mindset. If I was around the wrong people, they were like, they would have been like, oh no, what are you gonna do? And they would have bring up more problems than solutions. Right, right. And then allow that to fester my brain and allow me to get demotivated, have less confidence Ooh, and anxiety good. and depression and just that snowball effect downward. Oh, that's ghetto. another episode of the ghetto ceo podcast where we give you the raw and unfiltered truth of how being a ceo is not that glamorous it's really giving ghetto i can't wait for you guys to dive into this episode because this new person we got on this episode is going to blow your mind listen we got my friend ceo maddie j coming to the ghetto ceo podcast if you don't know maddie j has been a while for a long time documenting the process documenting the plan and let us know exactly what we need to do in entrepreneurship to be able to go to the next level. So, welcome. What it do, baby? <laughs> What's going on? Always up. Are you excited? Always blessed. Listen, you know I'm excited. Listen, this is going to be good. They're going to get all the plays, okay? Listen, Let's welcome. get it. <laughs> welcome to the Ghetto CEO podcast, mm -hmm. where we talk about all things ghetto about being a CEO. Mm -hmm. So, Tell me, when you think about being a CEO and how ghetto is, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, preparation of leadership. A lot of people who try to um, start their businesses. Yeah. They're on that solo, Olo pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you get real frustrated realizing that you can't be in the marketing seat and the fulfillment seat at the same time. Facts. So, you know what I'm saying? That's one of the biggest things that I, I wish more people understood. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you understood being a high-level CEO yourself. Listen, I think that a lot of people don't understand that there is, one, it's two different sides of the business, mm -hmm. right? And I feel like one of my biggest struggles in business, because we we real transparent on here, mm -hmm. right? When I first made my first million dollars, I tell people they actually broke my business. Mm -hmm. That's and, what happens. Yeah, and people don't, nobody told me. Everybody was mm -hmm. like, go make the money, go mm -hmm. make the money. But ain't nobody tell me that it was like going to literally break my business. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have, I'm a marketer, right? So my focus is making v, money. V marketer. Period. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Big my brain. Not the uh, little uh, knowledge. Uh, uh, don't let me, don't let me <laughs> hyper up. You know what I'm saying? I do not have time to play with Maddie today. <laughs> Listen, so uh, like I, my goal is marketing. Like that's where my mind is. So yeah. like when I made my money, nobody told me like, oh, have don't just have you know the the people in the Philippines on customer mm. service. <laughs> the VA play. Right. <laughs> that's funny. No, nah, that's fact. So it's like people have to realize that it's even two different sides mm -hmm. of the business before they get there. Like so, okay. how did you even know all of that? Uh, I have to go through it. Okay. So, like I told you earlier, I don't usually use the word ghetto. So I was trying to figure out how do I how do I tie 
because ghetto things happen. Yeah, obviously. But I realized I use the word disorderly. Mm. Like things when things are disorder, that's a lot of times when people say, "Yo, this is ghetto." ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> when things yeah. are all over the place, yeah, cluttered, yeah, people don't know what to do. I'm like, yeah, this is real ghetto, yeah. right? So I think a lot of business owners don't have enough systems mm-hmm. in place. Right, because they don't have systems in place, they're not going definitely not going to hire the right people to mm-hmm. be able to manage those systems. Right. So what they try to do is do the easy way out, like you said, hire mm-hmm. VAs, but mm-hmm. VAs can get you only as as far as you can go. Yes, <laughs> and you can manage them. You <laughs> got to tell them what to do. Facts. So I had to learn going through the process. I started my growth of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. um, with my clothing brand. Okay. I used to sell candy in high school. Mm-hmm. But it was more of a solopreneurship play where I didn't need too much. It wasn't too many moving parts. Yeah. Buy my candy from Costco, hit up my school classes, <laughs> sell my airheads for 25 cents, and run it back. Yeah. Keep it real simple. However, when I came to my, my clothing brand, I had to market on my social media. I was getting thousands of orders. Mm-hmm. But now, the fun part and the creative part of creating the marketing, the branding, promotions... Had to halt because now somebody got to fulfill the orders. Fakes. Manage the products, inventory, customer support, the whole nine. Yeah. So I'm like, hold up. I said I was going to get these shirts out in three days. It's been, it's been three weeks. Three weeks. This is ghetto. <laughs> yes, no, <laughs> But listen, I don't even think, first of all, let's go big. Let's go big, right? Uh-huh. Because they don't even know how much of an OG hey. Maddie J is. You know, like, you know what I mean? We got, we got a living legend in the business, okay? So tell them like, how you even got started, who you are, and why they should even know about your history. Because right, you're so- the blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> so I go by. CEO Maddie J, but I didn't always go by CEO Maddie J. Okay. I used to, no, nah, I ain't even go there. I used oh, to go, I had, go I, there. I had a wretched, I had a ghetto name. I had a wretched <laughs> name. I'm, it's so wretched, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. If you know, you know. Look at I transitioned to Twitter. So, Twitter, 2009, 10. It starts to get its 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 stride when it comes to people being on there actively. Mm-hmm. And as I was on Twitter, I realized that this is my opportunity to sh- express my personality. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that through not just entertainment, but also education. I was giving points of view that I was educating people. And through that education, it was also empowering people. Okay. Because of my consistency on my tweets, whether it's relationship advice, mm-hmm. whether it's... Uh, Topics of pop culture, I started to build a following. Okay. However, once you build a following, you're going to ask yourself, how do I turn these followers into dollars? Fake. Right? So luckily, by God's grace, somebody reached out to me and said, yo, I have an opportunity for you. I see you have a lot of followers. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of advertisers who are willing to pay you for your tweets. The influencer play. The influencer play. Without delay. Listen, I didn't know what I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. But I saw it as an opportunity. As long as I could continue to do what I was already doing without having to stop, mm-hmm. it aligned. Okay. And I realized that just because it's a play doesn't mean it's your play. Mm-hmm. This one just happened to be my play because all I gotta do is continue to tweet. Right. They sent the advertisers, meaning I don't have to go and get the advertisers myself. Right. I don't have to negotiate. I don't have to do the contracts. I don't gotta do nothing. All I gotta do is post a tweet and get paid. Facts. And that's what I was doing. So I was earning my first five-figure days tweeting on Twitter Mm. in 2009. 
Game changer. Yeah. And, I was oh, nine. That's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was making more <laughs> money than I can spend because yeah. I was around 19. I was exactly 19 at that time. Okay. And I didn't have too much expenses. I wasn't driving. Um, I had an office space. However, I didn't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I was living with my, my dad. Okay. So I didn't have any expenses. However, I moved out of my dad's house, and of course, my expenses rose. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it was an issue because of the high income. Mm-hmm. So I started spending that money on renovating my office. I spent $14,000 on a new bathroom. Oh, wow. The studio. I was, oh, I was going crazy. I was, I, was going, I was going crazy. <laughs> it was, and the office was in Beverly Hills, right across the street from the Beverly Center on La Siena of Beverly. Oh, so wow. I was living that life. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you was outside. However, <laughs> I partnered up with my boy Spectacular, mm-hmm. and we we're, were looking for a new condo. So okay. I said, all right. I'm moving to my dad's house. I need a, I need a, a, a nice spot. And we had all this money, so like we had no budget. So we're in downtown LA looking for the best, most luxurious condos with no budget. We're letting the leasing agent know, like, look, we don't got no budget. What's your best available spot? Six thousand, seven thousand dollars a month, it don't matter. Yeah. That was the energy we was giving. Yeah, you was the ideal client. <laughs> the ideal. <laughs> so we walking down these hallways, picking them out, filling out. <laughs> The applications. Tell me why. I got a notification. Like two days while we're going out hunting. I got a notification that my, my Instagram pages got deleted. Mm. Mind you, this is where my this is where all my income is coming from. Uh-oh. All my income Shoot. is coming from. So what you do? Listen, man. First, I had to I had to um luckily I didn't get I didn't get too emotional. Okay. I had to take it in. And I asked myself, all right, what's the next step? Because I knew how to build Instagram pages. Because what worked for my page, I knew how to duplicate it. We started mm-hmm. building multiple Instagram pages with different uh, screen names and different profiles, like parody pages. Mm-hmm. Like, f- very similar to uh, how people have uh, meme pages. Yeah, yeah. We had that on Twitter. So okay. we had a bunch of meme pages that had a specific target audience and niche. Gotcha. So we had a relationship page called Daily... Uh, Relationship tips. All these celebrities were following it. Mm. Had all these different pages. All of them got deleted. So we had to figure out, dang, we went from <laughs> we oh. don't have no budget to we don't have no budget. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's no, different. In a in a blink of an eye. Yeah. And that's, it, it's real ghetto. No, that's real, ghetto real, for real. real, real <laughs> but you even said like, so I asked you before. And you were just like, I didn't really think, I knew that entrepreneurship was going to have challenges. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that a lot of people go into entrepreneurship and like, I know this is about to be hard. Mm -hmm. I know this is about to be crazy, but I'm still going to do it. I didn't start like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, like you need a person to help you. I need a job. Let's get started. Oh, now I own a business. Now I'm here. And then it got ghetto real quick. Mm-hmm. So how did you even have that mindset with like being able to accept the challenges? So because of my personality type, I know that if I get too emotional or mm-hmm. I don't look at this as a opportunity, because mm-hmm. once I start turning problems into opportunities, I have a different perspective towards mm-hmm. things. And it's just it just makes more sense to look at it that way. Yeah. With that mindset. And by God's grace, I just was around the right people to give me that mindset. If I was around the wrong people, they were like, they would have been like, oh no, what are you gonna do? And they would have bring up more problems than solutions. Right, right. And then allow that to fester my brain and allow me to get demotivated, have less confidence Ooh, and anxiety good. and depression and just 
that snowball effect downward. Yeah, the community play. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> the community support was there. Yes. I had the right support and community. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the biggest pieces. Having the right people to make sure that you have the right mindset moving to move forward. And focusing on what God's will is. Yeah. I believe every situation I've ever been on, it was God's will. Mm. And if I truly have faith in God, I need to trust that everything that God has for me is for my benefit. Yeah. I just have to have the faith and endurance to the end to see it out. Yeah. And that fundamentally allow me to have peace. Anytime a situation happens, my whole business it. can burn down. I can wake up one day, my bank account says zero. I'm not going to be able to trip because I have that as my my anchored foundation. I love that because that. I mean, I think a lot of times people forget that there we all go through everything for a reason, right? Everything, everything happens for a reason, and we just got to keep going. Because right. you said endurance, endurance, endurance. That means you know it's going to be long and tired. Facts. Get up. <laughs> I used to watch boxing. I'm like, the same type of punch or type of hit that will make somebody cry or complain. But these boxers Easy. are just eating them. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is the difference between somebody getting hit on the street by somebody you may not know? It's okay. Yeah. Versus somebody who's getting getting paid millions yeah. to get hit. And they understand that that's part of the game. Nah, facts. And I think that <laughs> once you switch, like you said, switch the mindset to know, ooh, that just freed me. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Maddie J. <laughs> hey. <laughs> like, but once you switch your mindset and you're like, I know this about to happen. You know what I'm saying? Without being like weird about it. Weird about like, it. You know what I'm saying? Don't like, be weird about it. <laughs> Don't make this weird. I like that. Don't make this weird. Don't make this weird. Don't make it weird. Like, I know this is about to happen. I know something, like, something's coming, but it's okay. Facts. Because I'm going to handle it. I'm going to keep going because I got to have endurance. Facts. And once you start reaping the fruits of the of that play, that mindset, the more the more it keeps happening, the more you know it's going to keep happening. Yeah. So I got enough taste of it early off in my life to know that anything happens, I know it's God's will. Yeah. I know it's God's will. Somebody breaking my car, somebody, I leave something, like I leave my left my phone in Turkey. I'm like, it's God's will in this. You know what <laughs> it was? That's a different level of peace. Listen, though. listen, listen. Listen. Because I'm not the only person that ever lose their phone. So I know right. people go through this. No, right? Facts. But I left my phone. Think about how much we use our phone. Our phone is, is like almost everything. But in Turkey. Yes, at all that. <laughs> all my way back to the States, right? Yeah. So I'm on my way back to my States. I'm like, dang, I left my phone. You know what? This is God's will. That instantly calmed me down. Mm. But then, this is how I knew it ended up being God's will. I've been delaying getting a new iPhone for like three years. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the newest iPhone, yep. it's been three years. I had the oldest one for three yep. years. Me. Right? And I had a free upgrade. So it was one of those things that I didn't even have to pay for it. Right. So it actually forced me to get that new phone, right? Yep. What's crazy is that new phone, it had double the the uh, battery, it had double the uh, storage. Listen. And I'm shooting content, I always have to delete pictures. And sometimes I couldn't take the picture at the moment because guess what, that notification. You ain't got no storage. Yeah, you ain't got no storage. <laughs> so it messed up the play. Yeah. So now they actually forced me to get a new phone, mm-hmm. right? And then when I got home, all I had to do was call... The place I left that, did you guys see my phone? Yeah, we have your phone. We'll ship it to you. It was simple, right? Wow. Most people would have made that situation so way like, bigger. Yeah, they would have missed their flight, all that. All that. All that, trying to go back, figure it out. Crazy. And then the real thing is, 
the camera on that joint is <laughs> it's next level. It's next level. <laughs> it boosts my confidence. I'm on live way more now. Like, oh, I'm outside. <laughs> right, but I, I love the way that you looked at that because honestly, I can say somebody's probably watching this and like, yeah, I would have went crazy. See? But you like immediately snapping out of it, it's like it's God's will. Yeah, for sure. I was I was shuffling that far. I'm like, uh oh, where my phone at? Oh, I looked up my watch, she said. Don't, don't try to put no energy on me. I said, like, like, you're right. She's like, I ain't got nothing to do with you. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. Let me just calm down. We'll figure it out. We checked in, got on our flight, and I, tr- I already knew that I was going to get it. Somehow, some way, I was going to get it. And that's what ended up happening. That's fire. Yeah. So, all right, so we had Maddie in the city. Mm-hmm. City boy Maddie. Yeah, I'm a city boy now. That's crazy. Outside of L.A., blowing the budget, no budget. <laughs> blowing the, blow the budget, no budget. That's funny. Then we got Maddie that started to own his own marketing uh, agency, yeah, right? Yeah. So how did that come about? It's an easy transition. So as I'm building my clothing brand, so after my pages got deleted, mm-hmm. Luckily, by God's grace, mm-hmm. a new platform came and sprung up, so I didn't have to start from uh, my Twitter again. Because mm-hmm. I, I was like, I was low key discouraged. I'm like, I don't want to start from scratch again. I know how to build these pages up. Yeah. But time. Yeah. Luckily, a new social media platform came called Instagram. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, if I'm going to start from scratch, might, I as, might well as well start from a new platform that's already getting a little steam. Yeah. And as you know, I didn't know this at the time. New apps, the algorithm, there's no algorithm, it's wide open. They yes. want as many people as possible. Yes. And if you're active, they're going to show your content to new users. Yes. So I was able to leverage the fact that I was an early adopter on this platform. Mm-hmm. And remember, this app, it was only for iPhone users at first, mm-hmm. right? They didn't even open up for Android. Yep. So I was one of the ones that was on there, heavy. We got to use emojis. This is when emojis start getting popular. Mm-hmm. And this is when uh, Instagram combined with the emojis so I start to leverage all these things and I created a new t-shirt brand called the emoji tea mm, okay. so I created a t-shirt with a bunch of emojis on it okay and then I found some of the influencers that were on Instagram heavy Don Benjamin being one of them he's okay. a model had him post a picture of him wearing the shirt sales booming again mm, I said okay I don't gotta rely on my likes to pay me for tweets <laughs> yeah we got some we got an income stream coming in yeah so that was one of the sa- the things that saved me was being able to leverage the new platform, Instagram. So after we were on Instagram for a while, again, because I was an early adopter, they start showing me on like the main page. When you, as soon as you log in or sign up, mm-hmm. recommended users. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm getting 200, 400 followers a day. Right. Just by being recommended. You know what I'm saying? I was like, see, it's always God's will it's in every always place. Always God's will. <laughs> right? yep. Let me expect we took it up a notch. Um, at this time, Instagram didn't have a limit on how many people you can follow. So me and him would sit on the couch just like this in Vegas. We would start following everybody. <laughs> Yo, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's what we did. And we knew it was going to work because we had good content. So once they came to our page, yeah. they're like, oh, I don't know who this is, but we're like it's he's good. a cool place for us to follow. Right. And that's how we, we was able to build that momentum. And we understood from Twitter, the more you educate, entertain, and empower, the more of a following you'll be able to build. Right. And that's where we end up happening. So it goes back to the business aspect, because that was the creative influencer aspect, but still the business. Mm-hmm. Right? The more orders that came in, the more I had to realize, hey, I really don't know how to do this customer support stuff. Mm. I really don't know how to do fulfillment at scale. So what I end up having to do, long story short, is I end up pausing the business. Okay. And then start looking in the back end and understand the process. That took strength, though. 
Yeah, it took it took help. So I had a mentor. His name okay. was Jason McGill. He okay. was really big on tech. Gotcha. He was in Silicon Valley. He put me on to all these systems because that's what I needed. Yeah. So it looked like you needed a system called Basecamp. Um, he introduced me to Asana and Trello. Gotcha. This was around 2012. Gave me all these tools. And I'm like, hey, I really like this stuff. This helps me organize. Right. Helps me put with project management. It helps me do it. So I, I went nose deep, dove into the techs, the tech systems and learning how all these things talk to each other. And because I have a background in design and web development, mm-hmm. it started to make sense. So I came real, real techie. Okay. Real techie. That's where <laughs> I got my admin skills from. Got you. Because I went got away you. from the creative and now focused on the administrator. Yeah, because I, like I said, I never have seen a creative that can be able to articulate themselves sure. and their thoughts the way that you are. Like, sure. documenting the process isn't a thing that we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I sometimes can't even figure out how I thought about the thoughts that I had. And the fact that you're able to articulate it in such an intricate and easily understandable way is like unheard of. Yeah. By God's grace, that system he put me on allowed me to get my thoughts on there. Mm -hmm. And because I can now see my thoughts and visualize my thoughts, next time somebody asks me about it, my brain just pulls out that file mm. and says, you already wrote about this. Go ahead and tell them what you already wrote. That's crazy. <laughs> no, I really feel like you got a mental file cabinet in your that, head. That's how I feel. Like, like 100% I really how I feel. And pull it out. Literally how I feel. You know what I'm saying? So thank God for Jason McGill for putting me on to those things. And then naturally, the more organized you become, the less ghetto you become. Yeah. And then through my organization... People would start asking me, yo, how did you do it? How did you set up? Mm-hmm. And now I'm moving into the coaching aspect, the consultant aspect. Okay. And I can see, like, most people who are coming to me for web designs, yeah. or, I'm realizing that you don't just need a fancy website or a creative website or a good-looking website. You actually need systems in place. Yeah. Right? So it went from designing to consulting on their actual whole business. Mm. Because them influencers would swallow you whole. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You let them. They're going to have you doing everything. Okay. So, them influencers have you doing everything, right? So, how did you start working and consulting with different influencers? Okay. So, Vegas. I moved from L.A. Mm -hmm. We ended up getting the um, the house in in Vegas. And then, I ended up becoming a gambling addict. Like, it got bad. Okay. All that money that was coming in, but Mm. didn't know how to manage, I found a vice. Mm. And that vice, of course, you're in Vegas, was gambling. Right. Right? And I I had all this income. I was just spending on gambling. I'll be in there for hours, not even realize it. I'll go there in the morning and leave. It'll be the next morning. Oh, wow. That's how bad it got. Oh, wow. By God's grace, I had a meeting in Atlanta. Flew down to Atlanta, meet up with my boy, um, Philly. Had a meeting with 2 Chains and his manager. Okay. And I was walking at Atlantic Station. I'm like, yo, people live up here? They're like, yeah. I've never seen so many black entrepreneurs in my life in one place. Mm, it, was like, it was like a shock. Yeah. I'm, I'm in L.A., very diverse. I'm in uh, Vegas, diverse, right? But I was in a specific area in Atlanta. I'm like, yo, who, who are all these people? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> it was literally a culture shock. I said, yo, this is crazy. Yeah. So as a business consultant who helps Business owners. Make it only made sense. Yeah. So I'm at Atlantic Station. I start looking for leasing um, arrangements at Atlantic Station. I'm getting a condo at Atlantic Station. So now I'm in Atlantic Station. And 
Vegas was so toxic that I left everything that I owned in Vegas. To this day, mm. I don't. It's still there. Whoever got it now, it's oh, still there. Wow. Apartment, all that, everything. Yeah, still there. And me being in Atlanta now, the specifically the entrepreneurs that I knew were thriving were black female entrepreneurs. Mm, facts. <laughs> Yo, facts. hair salon. Yep. Uh, t- hair lashes, extensions. Nails, the beauty space, beauty, yep. black entrepreneurship. Women were killing it out here. Killing Atlanta. it, yep. So I'm seeing they have all these followers. They have all this income. They shop for five stores, but I know for a fact they didn't know the stuff that I learned over mm-hmm, the years, mm-hmm. just the back end. Yeah. So I started working with a few entrepreneurs. One of the main ones that I was working with when I first came to Atlanta was Ming Lee. Mm-hmm. She, she helped me a lot with being able to um, increase my craft being somebody on the back end. Yeah. Because it's one thing helping business owners who who um, don't have, make money and helping a business that's thriving, right? So I was able to do all the cool stuff that I wanted to do mm-hmm. with a thriving business. Right. I can help optimize, right? And people who are making money, they usually are more um, open to new things, right? True. The people that I was working with at first that didn't weren't making any money. Mm-hmm. It was very difficult for them to invest in things that I knew that was gonna make them way more money. Yeah, ain't had no money. That was a pro. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was the first one. Um, Ming Lee, and then working with Ming Lee, that just opened up the doors to a lot of more other people. entrepreneurs mm-hmm. who wanted help, needed help with their brand, um, whether it be the design aspect, marketing aspect. But what I would lead people with, people would start hearing about me because they saw our logo on her website, Snob mm-hmm. Life website. So they'll come to us for design. Okay. And sometimes for marketing. But we'll let them know, like, look, in order for you to uh, market, you need to be marketable. Facts. <laughs> right? Facts. Facts. <laughs> Not Who just on the, <laughs> Right. Not just on the front end, but also on the back end. Back because end, like you said, yeah. you can bring in all this business, all this money, but it can yeah. break. It can kill you in the end. It can kill you. You stressed out. <laughs> Stress. Like, need a drink. God. <laughs> Out of All there. kind of stuff. Nah, that's facts. Cause it's like, yeah. and I, and it's crazy because that was the same aha moment that I had when I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I started my business at nineteen. Mm-hmm. I was at Southern Miss. I had this business. I mm-hmm. come to Atlanta. I came from a, a ladies who brunch conference with Dave Bella. Ah, uh, Dave Bella. Yeah, Dave Bella, Bella. Right. So listen, I'm this twenty seventeen at the 2016, 2017, I come to Atlanta, and I'm like. Oh, it's black people see, out here. I'm see, in Mississippi. Like, see. I've never seen this many black people. And I was like, oh, y'all got businesses? Yeah. Oh, y'all making money? See? Okay, so... Y'all look good. Yeah, you know y'all look saying? good. It feel good. Like, it's cool, right? And so, um, I had actually... I was doing brand management. I was doing marketing. So, mm. I was like, it only makes sense mm-hmm. for me to be able to come out here, get these businesses, help them market. Mm-hmm. And... I literally, I graduated the next year from college. Two weeks later, I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know where I was going, nothing, <laughs> but my stuff was in the car and I moved out here. Easy. Easy. Like, it was just like that aha sense. moment yeah, yeah. of like, it's just the, the it connects the dots. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's still the same in Atlanta? <sighs> <laughs> First off, me and wife, we live in Dubai right now. So. Okay. That's so to bring some the context, international play. The, yeah, yeah, the, the global citizen play. You know, you know. So Atlanta, oh man, a lot of this stuff has now marinated. Like yeah. it's now been settled yeah. during the pandemic, like 2020, 21, 
There's a lot of hype around education, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. People had funds. Yeah. They had a little cash flow. Yeah. A little PPP loan. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All little, the things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little one too. Right. <laughs> so at that time, people had the resources, the energy, the mindset to to want to collaborate and mm-hmm. do things that will help improve their personal development and business development. Yeah, absolutely. However, of course, everything that goes up. Gotta come. <laughs> gotta come down and level off, right? Yeah. I'm not saying this is a negative. It's just not it leveled level, off, yeah. right? So, right now, I think people need help with the emotional support. A lot of people were investing in education, mm-hmm. um, in the information, mm-hmm. but you don't get the transformation no. without the emotional support. Bars, right? Because once you start the business, <laughs> yeah. like, hold on, hold on, they didn't tell me about this part. Yeah, hey, wait, hey, hold on, they didn't tell me about this part. Yeah, things get real ghetto. Yeah, right? real ghetto, right, real ghetto. I think that's <laughs> the thing. Like people don't, because okay, so you know I'm in the education space. I have a university, right? And so what I see is that I tell people all the time, we no longer just sell education, mm-hmm. right? Like you can get on AI, you can go figure. Like ChatGPT got all. <laughs> <laughs> You can figure it out if you want to, right? What I'm selling you is, one, you're going to have community, right? Like, you're not going to be able to do this. You don't have to do this by yourself. You're going to have accountability. Like, we even changed from just a membership model of, like, you go in there, get the classes, come out, you know, go in whenever. Of now, you got to sit down for six weeks to make this happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to really get the results because Mm -hmm. you're taking a long time Mm -hmm. and it don't take that Mm -hmm. much, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, um, pressure. We, yeah, and you gotta put pressure on people. And I think like we know we are in a space one that the real is rise. The cream of the crop is rising, right? Amen. Because it's education. I think during the pandemic, like you said, education was nice to have. Mm-hmm. It's something you can just put your iPhone up and mm-hmm. put it out, tell them what you know. But mm-hmm. now people started realizing like you got to deal with customers. Mm-hmm. You got to deal with people. People want real transformation. Mm-hmm. They say this happened now what I do. Mm-hmm. Like you really got to coach people. That's different. Amen. You got to care. Yeah. Ooh, that's a... Yeah. You got to care. care. <laughs> you know what yes. I'm saying? So yeah, like you said, the cream of the crop rises to the top. Yeah. And that's what's happening. I think that's what the stage where we're at right mm-hmm. now, where to see who really, really cares about people. Yeah. Um, when, when it comes to their development, it's different. And you said also we sell access, mm-hmm, and I for think sure. people don't even like until you know. Like, you don't even know. Like, I'm in a mastermind now. And, mm-hmm. you know, mastermind is, like, trendy right mm-hmm, now, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, I got in a mastermind probably about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize the fact that me being in that mastermind and me getting more access to that individual that had all of those results started to really help me when I was able to be like, hey, this happened, this happened, this happened in my business. It's getting ghetto out here. Mm-hmm. What should I do? And I don't think a lot of people even realize like how valuable Absolutely. just having somebody to talk to is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, a lot of people, uh, they start to realize how important it is, but they mm-hmm. think that they have to have this person that's at the super top that do it right yeah, there's actually yeah. peers yeah who are who are somebody who's just one step ahead of you that you can reach out to mm-hmm. call for that help but it requires humility a lot yeah. of people a lot of us are arrogant and say yo i don't Fakes. need help i can do this myself that's me you can't and you shouldn't want to yeah. if you could and i think that's uh, that's something i struggled with in the past mm-hmm. to be honest right mm-hmm. like how don't i know this and i'm supposed to know this Amen. you know what i'm saying Ty like B. 
It, it's like, That's I mean. it be like, dang, I don't want to ask for help because I'm supposed to know hey. how to do this. <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's hard to take that out because I got to think about like, my mission is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mission, my God given purpose is to impact the world Amen. and educate them and change the way that businesses are ran. So why would I let my ego mm-hmm. stop me from getting the help that I need to change the world for other people? Here's the bar. My bedroom. Or say ego is etching God out. Yeah. When we, when we etch God out, you yeah. think you can do it by yourself? Ooh, that's good. Then comes the L. Yeah, the L, the, <laughs> the fat big, L. The big one. Nah, that's facts. Like it's a it's a real thing. Amen. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you're very transparent with that. Cause yeah. anybody who's been mentored and coached by you, I'm always looking for a coach and mentor who mm. who has that transparency when it comes yeah. to look, I, I may know a lot. Yeah. Well, I know everything. Nah, fake. And I'm not afraid to call somebody on the line, get the information I need, so I can then implement it and then teach it to everybody else who needs it as well. Yeah, because so I, I had to I had to decide that you can't like there is it's impossible for you to pressure me to know everything. Mm-hmm. And I'ma tell you, like, listen, I don't know, but I'ma get you somebody that do know. That's good. Man, it's, it feels so <laughs> It feels so freeing to be able to say, look, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Some people are afraid to say that, especially at a, at a certain level mm-hmm. of status. I love being able to say that. I don't know. Because I have a security. I'm not insecure. I have security yeah. in the knowledge I do have. Mm-hmm. But the information I don't have, I don't know, but we're going to find somebody who's going to help you know, us. Because I want to know too now. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> like, let's figure this out We together. need to know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right, we DM. <laughs> it's we, not nah, me. No, that's fake. That's fake. So you work with the influencers. You was coming to Atlanta. You was working with the people, whatever. Yeah. What made you, like, switch? Like, was there any ghetto-ness a part of working with other people in the agency? I... <laughs> <laughs> and this is a rhetorical question because uh, I know the answer, uh, right? <laughs> so anybody in the service space mm-hmm. understands that when you work with clients... You have to have a level of maturity, mm-hmm. leadership skills, communication skills, yes. right? Because it's one thing if you're really good at what you service, mm-hmm. but you still have to know how to manage people right. at the same time. Right. Not just the people who work for you, but the people that you are working for. Right. And the people you're working for are your clients. Right. So I didn't have all the skills when it comes to communicating. I thought, well, I know how to do this, and you should just listen to anything I say so yeah. I can be able to get to get you what you need. But that's not how life works mm-hmm. at all. Some clients need extra explanation. Yeah. Some clients need extra, all right? Extra, extra, extra. Yeah. And I didn't understand that at first. So mm. a lot of the relationships that should have done, let's just put a, a monetary value, a million mm-hmm. probably only did 300,000, mm. right? Because you where you were. Correct. That's good to know. Correct. So during that process, I'm realizing, okay, I need to step my, my personal development skills up my communication up. So I refrained from blame. Most people will blame clients. I see a lot of people, especially designers yeah. and marketers for other people. I've seen a lot of them complain about their clients. Yeah. They don't, they're not going to post about it on the front end, but, right, but they'll the talk about end, yeah. how much stress they're going through because of their clients. Mm-hmm. However, instead of me putting that energy on, on blaming them, I say, okay, what can I do? What am, what am I missing? that might be being a, a part of this this problem that I'm having when it comes to right. um, working with some of these clients. And it, re- it required me to start reading more, reading more books. I don't like reading physical books. Yeah. I like audio books. So I downloaded Audible. I started reading books. One of the books that was a game changer was a book called Traction. Mm-hmm. By, I love Traction. Yeah, by Gino Wickman. Yeah. Um, and Rocket Fuel as well. 
So those books, it helped me structure, okay, if I want to run an organization, I got to be organized, but there's a chart, organizational chart that I can use to better communicate things. So sometimes I don't have to be the one communicating it. Somebody else in my my uh, company yes. should be the one communicating it. Absolutely. Right? But because I was a solopreneur, I was doing everything. Yep. Right? I wanted to be the 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 good cop, but sometimes I did a bad cop talk too, but Yeah. If I had a team member become the bad cop, I'd have been able to be in my space that I like being in, which is the good cop. Yeah. I, I, that's my personality. I like yeah. I'm very altruistic. I love loving people. I love to be loved as well. Mm. I'm, I'm very uh, I like to be unbiased because I don't like being on somebody's uh, have a negative uh, viewpoint. I don't want nobody to have a negative viewpoint about me. That that's just how sense. I am. All right. Of course, it's, it's, it's natural for some people to not always agree with you, but mm-hmm. I like to be in the side of <laughs> I love that. Like me. <laughs> I like to be liked. Yeah. <laughs> I love to be yeah. loved. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, so that was part of the, that process that I had to go through was the personal development. So all mm-hmm. these different books that were recommended to me was a game changer. Another book that game was a game changer for me was um, a book called Who Not How mm-hmm. by Dan Sullivan. Um, and another book, of course, especially in the education space, was Russell Brunson's um, Expert Secrets. Yeah. So I really t- stepped my, my coaching game up. Uh, so I moved away from being a service provider who actually did the work yeah. to be the one that I realized my real skill was creating the blueprint. For the work. Yeah, the strategy. That's the real, <laughs> first of all, that's the real realization. Like, how, mm-hmm. were, how old were you at that time? This was in 2000. And, I was born in 1990. So this was okay. in 2017. So I was 27. Okay. So because I'm thinking about my, because that was my story too, right? I get to Atlanta. I start working with these influencers. And in my mind, I'm like, why you not just listening to me? <laughs> like, I know, like, why you just, bro, like, you hire me. You not even paying me for real, for real. Let that one sizzle. You could not pay me what I really need to be paid for. Come on now. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize that frustration. They don't. They don't. Everybody want to be a celebrity. Dot, 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 dot. That's crazy. You're not even paying me what I for real am worth. Like, I'll, at this time, I'm getting $200 a week. My rent will be. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, cool. You brought me in. We clearly see you have a problem. Why aren't you listening to me? Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I was frustrated. Mm-hmm. And but I, it was so funny because I was going back in. I was preparing a case study for a client, mm-hmm. and I was going back reading some of the old text messages from one of my clients. And every day I'm seeing, girl, wake up, girl, we got a call, girl, we got to do this. And I'm like, this is why I hated them niggas, right? Man. Like it was just so much. But I love <laughs> work, like the experience was phenomenal right Mm -hmm. because I brought it into my business I was Mm -hmm. able to learn more right but the reason why I transitioned from agency to making myself the celebrity because Mm -hmm. I and I don't even feel like I'm a celebrity but like myself the influencer is Mm -hmm. because I knew I would get up and work Mm-hmm. Like I knew that you wasn't gonna have to blow me up. You Makes wasn't sense. gonna have to beg me to work. You Makes wasn't sense. gonna have to. You know what I'm saying? Like I was gonna work. Amen. And I don't think that a lot of people even realize. Like, but it like in the service based industry, you gotta kind of just be a servant. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta serve. But I think everybody need a season of serving. For sure. I mean, you can't literally the word servant and service, they're, they're the same word. You got to yeah. provide a service. And in order to be a provider service, you got to serve. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, trust me. I wish a lot of people 
understood that you you're not alone no. when it comes when you're a service provider, especially in no. the digital space, yeah. marketing, design, whatever the case may be. If you're helping other business owners, we understand your place. No, facts. And but you just gotta go through because I now I'm on the other side. <laughs> that too. So <laughs> being on both so. sides, you get to say, oh, so that's why influencers act like this. Yep, yeah. So you can see the creative yep. and administrative. Exactly. And so now I'm on the other side. And even when I work and bring in agencies or client like people to work with me, and I'm like, listen. This is how I work. I need you to communicate with me daily. Mm-hmm. I need you to provide me updates mm-hmm. because if you let me, and I think this is a thing that I had to realize as a CEO, the reason why I would go so crazy on people and I would just like feel like they're not doing nothing because they ain't telling me anything. Mm-hmm. And so the way that my mind works is that if I have no updates and you mm-hmm. don't tell me what's going on, I think you're not doing anything. Out of sight, out of mind. Makes sense. Out of sight, out of mind. So every day or at least put something in Slack or mm-hmm. put it in ClickUp just so mm-hmm. I know what's going on. On, and then I can't I have no excuses makes sense Fear. you know it's different Fear. so yeah that realization for me I have to understand how I like to be communicated with that's all self-development too yes. so I can tell other people this is how I know we can be sure that we're on the same page yeah you know I think that's good I think that a lot of people don't even realize that we are a direct reflection of what happens in our business mm-hmm. and if we aren't whole mm-hmm. personally Facts. Then in the business, it's just going to be a whole lot of gaps. Facts. So we got this segment on the show called Figure It Out. Okay? Figure it out. Figure it out. All right? (laughs) So let's get this scenario. And we're going to see what you say. How, if this was your business, how would you deal with it? Mm -hmm. All right. Let's see what we got. Okay. So you just talked to your attorney and found out your best friend trademarked your name. Dang. What's next? Cold part about this is... I ran into a similar situation oh. in real life, though. They didn't trademark it. They bought a domain name. Mm. Right? What you doing? All right. So, first things first. I'm going to tell you what I did and what I was supposed to do. <laughs> Let's start off with what you're supposed to do. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, what, you, what I would do today is I would first call. A mentor. Okay. Somebody I trust. Yes. Hopefully, the person I trust also knows that person as well. Okay. All right? So I can get a perspective. Right? In my mind, I feel like I'm wrong, whatever it may be, but let's get another perspective. Mm-hmm. So I call uh, a mentor and I ask, okay, this is the situation. One of my friends trademarked, uh, was it a business name? Mm-hmm. A business name. <laughs> it wasn't for me. He did it for himself. Right? Yeah. What do you think I should do? Nine times out of ten, that mentor is going to give me a list of questions. To Afterwards. Yeah, 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 for sure. For myself and for them. Mm-hmm. So instead of um, most, like, most people would question their friend, mm-hmm. but they're not looking for no answers, no. right? I like to ask questions and really get an answer, mm-hmm. right? And once I get those answers, I'll ask for clarification on why those answers are what they were, right? Because right? sometimes it can just be miscommunication, Right. Sometimes you realize that this person is is really just really shady. (laughs) I need to identify that. So most people, they assume that person's shady off rip. Okay. I don't want to assume. I want hard facts. I want the facts. I want the data. That's how I am. I want the data. Right. And then if they did do it because they're shady, Mm -hmm. I still want to know why, what influenced them to do it. Yeah. Because I'm looking for a ways to be compassionate. Because this is my friend. This is not some random stranger, mm. right? If this person is really my friend, there has to be some type of reason, justified or not, on yeah. why they did it. Yeah. 
So I'm trying to look for those. I'm trying to look for the root problem. Okay. Because them buying or trademarking the name isn't the root problem. Right. It's a problem. I'm identifying the root problem so I can get around it. Okay, right? facts. So that's my process with most things, actually. Okay. Yeah. So what would City Boy the, do? The ghetto Manny J. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to tell you what I did, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to name no names. I ain't going to name... <laughs> so, lo- all right. So I'm going to keep this short. I'm having a conversation on the phone. Uh-huh. Right? We're just talking, kicking. There's about four of us entrepreneurs. I say something. Mm-hmm. Like one of my, my lines. I say something that rhymes. Yeah. Scars into bars. Yeah, yeah, pains yeah. in the game. I say something. All right? I say I say this line. He said, oh, man, that's a good name, man. I'm about to go buy the domain name right now. <laughs> I'm thinking he's going to buy the domain. Like a saying that I always say. Yeah. Right? Say that everybody always heard me say. He's like, man, that's a good name. I'm about to buy the domain name right now. And Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm thinking he's going to buy the domain name for me to lock it in or something. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. A whole year passed by. Hey, bro, I'm about to do something with the, with the, uh, that phrase. Send over the, uh, the domain name. <laughs> this man trying to charge me for it. Crazy. What? <laughs> and this was supposed to be like a friend. Yes. And I realized at this moment that even if you're friends, some people just don't agree with you. Like he doesn't, he doesn't see nothing wrong with it. Zero wrong with it. Right. <laughs> and I know him enough yeah. to respect his opinion. Decision, right. Respect his decision. Yeah. Right. And I love him enough to, to let it go. Right. What's your sign, Maddie? I don't believe it's sign, but I'm Aquarius. I was born oh, okay. But this makes sense, right? See? Because See? I'm a Taurus. Okay. And I would have turned up. Like, it just... <laughs> and the reason I'm like, you just very calm and compassionate and man, everything is just I gotta so keep nice. my peace. I got to keep my peace. Man. At one point, it's not about them. It's about my peace, yeah. too. But I like the way that you look at that, right? Because the immediate thing, just like you said before... The immediate thought process is you trying to play me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, <laughs> like let's you, you trying to play me and you I try- want the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the, the thing is, I don't want no smoke, man. <laughs> I don't want none. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that <laughs> so, is hilarious. So, so what ended up happening was I said, all right, man, if you that's how you move, say less. I'm gonna buy a domain name that I know. Oh, so you petty? <laughs> that was a city boy. I told you, don't do it. Don't do this. This I done buy the domain name. He, I'm trying to say this without anybody putting two of together. All right, so man, say say this person comes up. This is a fake story because okay. I don't want to reveal the situation. Yeah. Say he comes up with a he buys a new building. Yeah. Right. He has a name for this building. Mm-hmm. He starts promoting it, but he didn't buy the domain name for that for, for that situation. Yeah, I bought the domain name before before he had it, and I said, "Hey, yo, I got a domain name to sell you." If you <laughs> land back in the <laughs> trenches, yo, like I'm yo, listen, <laughs> if you think this is fair, I'm running a play back for you. Nah, facts. I want you to see how I feel, <laughs> you know what I'm brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but what I should have did, this is what I should have did, man. You, yeah, I should have just be like, got it for him. And look, look, this is what it, you should have done mm. versus this is how you should feel. That's a big, you, know you a bigger person. <laughs> I didn't do way. it though, but that, that's <laughs> that how I, is that's what, what I should have happened, right? Yes. That, that speaks way more value mm-hmm. than being petty back. Yeah. Says, dang, he really stands on that belief. And I'll, even though I don't agree, yeah. I'm going to consider his feelings next time more. Yeah. Because we're friends. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. That makes sense. Like, it definitely. 
you gotta kind of you gotta change the mindset, your perspective, sure. and stuff. Because like sure. I said, me, I'm like, yeah, city boys up one. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's funny. Teddy, <laughs> you know, that's but now that makes sense. So, I, and I think that as a business owner and as a CEO, that sometimes we have to get outside of our own emotions. Man. And so many times, I've let my own emotions like stop me Man. from getting to certain points, right? So we have to get outside of our own emotions for to sure. really get to where we're we're really meant to go. For sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. It's not easy. It's better. It's easier said than done. For yeah. sure, you have mastered but, it. But by God's grace, I had a lot of practice. Yeah, I had a lot of practice. I still ain't mastered yet because those selling plays is not just for business. It's mm -hmm. for your relationships. Yeah, whether it's platonic, uh, romantic. But children, you got to run that play throughout your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So awareness was was the first step and admitting that you need help with it. I love that. So before we go, Manny, mm -hmm. tell the, the the streets what they should be <laughs> aware of as they are going into this entrepreneur journey. How can they, they know it's going to be ghetto. We mm -hmm. know it's going to be struggles. We know it's going to be challenges. But how do they just, you know, be like, it's God's grace. Yes, that is my so, all right. This is my, my my play on this one. So I believe that everybody in this world needs to DTP. They need to document their process. Mm. All right. So if everybody in this world took a week, two weeks maybe, to document everything that happened in their life, year by year, like I did. Mm. Born in 1990, it's 2023. So I have 33 lines. So for each year, I documented some of the most impactful things that happened in my life. Mm. The good, the indifferent. I don't consider anything bad, mm -hmm. right? Whether it was a change of environment, whether it was a change of income, whether it's new business, marriage, whatever it is, anything that impactful that happened in my life, mm -hmm. I documented it. Okay. And after I filled out that exercise, I was able to reflect on the blessed, how blessed I was, mm -hmm. right? And all my jobs that I ever had was part of that list on my work history. So I was able to reflect like, wow, I've developed a lot of skills and values mm -hmm. throughout my life. Yeah. And that immediately boosted my confidence level, right? Mm. And when your confidence is up, your posture is up, your yeah. energy is up, you're yeah. smiling, joyful. Yeah. And when you walk into the real world, they feel that energy. Yeah. So when you say something, they don't just hear you anymore. They feel you. You'll yeah. hear way more people say, yo, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Right. So once I had more people saying, yo, I feel you, I had the opportunity to create more impact. Mm. And how do I specifically create impact is by sharing my experiences. Everybody in this world is living a movie. Most people aren't documenting what's happening in their movie mm -hmm. and sharing it with others. Right. And that was one of the biggest things that changed my life is sharing stories. So I don't just teach. I actually share stories. So everything you just asked me, I have a story attached to it. Yeah. Right. And in those stories, there's gems that can be learned. Mm -hmm. There's realizations that can be received. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what creates the most impact. And that's and when it comes to impact, the more impact, the more income. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So that's so the play, document DTP. The play. Document the process. <laughs> document the play. Doc <laughs> document the play. Somebody better get the domain. Anybody get the domain right there. Somebody, hey, you want the real name? <laughs> Yo, this is that's amazing, man. <laughs> I had so much fun. Listen, I hope you guys keep tuning in to the Ghetto CEO podcast. If somebody get it right quick, okay? Listen, if y'all enjoyed this episode, please let us know in the comments. Blow us up. Follow CEO Manny J so yes, you can sir. document the play and the process, okay? Hey. <laughs>
Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I love y'all, man. Yeah. Entrepreneurship, <laughs> they put you on it. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> All right, so we'll see y'all in the next episode. You. Yeah. <laughs>